Hey everyone, welcome back to the Alberta Roundup. I'm your host, Rachel Emanuel. We are back for week two of Election Watch. That's a special edition of the Alberta Roundup in which we focus solely on the Alberta election campaign. This week, I am once again joined by Evan Menzies. He's a political campaign strategist at Crestview Strategies. And he's also the former director of communications for the United Conservative Party. We're also again joined by Chris Sims, the Alberta director of the Canadian Taxpayers Federation. And this week, a new addition to the show. We're joined by Erica Baroudis, a senior advisor on the UCP campaign. We'll head to them now. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the show. So last week when we started, the wildfire crisis was really just emerging and that kind of broke out on Saturday to the point where Danielle Smith essentially took a step back from her campaign for about three days, really, to deal with the crisis. We didn't get a chance to discuss it last week, but I think it's important that we discuss it now because it is really shaping this campaign and it's changing the face of it. Evan, I'm going to go to you first. Do you think the wildfire crisis is helping Danielle Smith as she has a chance to present herself as a really stable and comfortable and consistent leader? Or do you think it's hurting her because it is removing her from the campaign trail so much? Yeah, I think whenever uh, a political leader has a chance to show that they can be, uh, you know, statesman-like, uh, stateswoman-like, I should say, um, it, it gives a certain glow to the, to the politician. In this case, I think, you know, obviously it's a huge tragedy, uh, the amount of Albertans who are suffering and dealing this, with this right now. Um, I think Premier Danielle Smith has shown what she's shown since she's become Premier, that she's a pragmatist, that she listens, that she's responsive, and she's ready to be put into action when the moment calls upon her. So I think she's handled it uh, certainly well. It's, uh, yeah, I, I, you know, uh, Erica's on the call and she can attest to this, but um, both the UCP and NDP certainly didn't have in their election scripts uh, losing an entire week of uh, announcements practically and being able to control that media narrative. So. I'm interested to see how the campaign set it up here over the final two weeks because, uh, yeah, now there's a full full week of uh, messaging days that were lost and, uh, you know, um, we'll see how Albertans respond ultimately. Evan, you're bang on. Now the leaders have lost a week of the campaign, or at least Danielle Smith did, and I expect we're going to see that continuation. It is heating up here in the province. Danielle Smith described it this week actually as a heat dome, so I suspect we're going to see an increase in the wildfires yet again. Erica, you're in the war room. Can you describe some of the thinking that went into how should Danielle Smith respond to the wildfires and how much time should she spend on the on the fires as opposed to actually campaigning? Yeah, so to, to Evan's point, you know, there is uh, an opportunity to show the stateswoman uh, that she is. But from a campaign perspective, you never want to politicize uh, the horrific events of, of something like a wildfire. So from the campaign side, obviously had to pivot and remove her from campaign centric uh, events and let her be premier. I think that's the biggest priority uh, for anyone that's in government. And, you know, she she put down the partisanship sides and you know, briefed the NDP and kept them in the loop. And uh, many of the ND or many of our candidates uh, in those affected areas paused their campaigns. So, you know, I think she did the right thing. You need to focus on you know for your first title, which is premier, um, over being the leader of a party. But now, uh, you know, you saw it the rest of this week, where once the fires were starting to get you know more under control and evacuees could go back home for the most part, uh, focusing a little bit more on the campaign trail. But as we all know. Oh, it's supposed to be a hot weekend again, and that could uh, shift the campaign. But I think, you know, to Evan's point, uh, they've done a good job so far. Uh, but you know, there's there's a period where 
um, in the next two weeks, it's going to be critical to do that balance of what are you going to do for your vision of Alberta and how are you going to be premier at the same time? So while Danielle Smith might not have politicized the fire, we all know Alberta NDP leader Rachel Notley did. In a press conference on Monday in Calgary, Rachel Notley said Danielle Smith was insensitive. That was an exact quote because the premier announced her state of emergency on Saturday to some UCP supporters at a fundraiser event before announcing it to the general public in a general press conference immediately following that fundraiser. I had the opportunity to ask her why she thought it was fair to call the premier insensitive while she herself was out campaigning in Calgary. Here's what that sounded like. Rachel Emanuel, True Morth, Ms. Notley, how is the Premier showing insensitivity when you're here in Calgary today hosting a campaign event and she's up in Edmonton dealing with the wildfires? I believe that we are both continuing to work on the campaign. Indeed, we've seen uh, uh, both of us do that. Um, and uh, and so that's what we're doing. And But in the meantime, uh, when it comes to uh, making announcements that impact uh, the victims of the wildfires, then that should be done in a political way. So is the criticism the Premier is receiving for the campaign event she attended over the weekend or other campaign events she might choose to hold inappropriate? Is it right for her to continue campaigning considering, as you said, we are in an election period? Uh, my concern is only that uh, she chose to announce the provincial state of emergency to her campaign workers before she announced it uh, to the victims, uh, the tens of thousands of victims of the wildfire. Chris, I'm going to go to you first. What do you think of Rachel Notley's decision to continue campaigning? And do you think it was right for her to politicize the wildfires and try to make the premier look bad? This is always a tough call, right? You're in the middle of a provincial campaign for all of the marbles to be able to become premier and you have to behave as a premier should be expected to. What's interesting is that I got a couple of calls from media outside of Alberta who kind of have more of an overview impression. And the images that they actually saw were those images of Premier Smith, Daniel Smith with Rachel Notley. Some of those kind of pictures that look like they're almost at like a cabinet you know, emergency meeting. Those made a big impression on a lot of media from outside of Alberta. And so those looked more stateswoman-like on both of their parts. Uh, Communications-wise, it's always really tricky. How closely do you provide emergency care and encouragement to people being a leader? And how hard do you actually fight to win? So I guess we'll have to see over the next couple of days how that plays out between these two women. But I must say, I got calls from individual people outside of Alberta, both of whom were remarking on, whoa, both of those women put down the gauntlet, tools down for a little while, and at least did this picture consultation. So it made a big impression. That's absolutely fair. And, you know, it might be true that Notley's comments didn't really get that much media attention. Erica, I'm going to go to you next for the partisan response. What was the reaction in the war room when Rachel Notley called Danielle Smith insensitive after, you know, the premier had sort of reached out an olive branch and sought to include Notley in some of those discussions around the wildfire? Yeah, I mean, it was just like, this is not the time. This is not appropriate. Um, you you want to be premier and this is not premier-esque. So, you know, you never want to, we didn't opportune, you know, use this opportunity to showcase that. Uh, the campaign decided to stay above it, that we are, you know, kind of creating a divide between government business and, and the politics that are happening. But I can say, you know, I don't always uh, love the, the left media, but when a media individual, I think it was Safe Kaiser, 
came out and asked uh, Rachel Notley, she couldn't even defend it, right? Like she held a press conference where she essentially was going up talking about nothing and she was called out for it. So I think that that was their misstep. Uh, I'm always happy when the NDP make uh, significant errors that show who they truly are. And it, it was, I think, exposing to Albertans that it's just distasteful. So Danielle Smith was finally able to return to the campaign trail in Calgary on Thursday. Otherwise, she's pretty much been up in Edmonton dealing with the wildfire and hosting a couple events up there. In that very first campaign event of her back in Calgary, we had some protesters disrupt the event. Now, for my viewers who haven't seen that, we're going to play that clip for you now. Hospitals are not for sale. We saw your video about buying hospitals. Check it out. We got a great offer. Yeah, this is a great opportunity for everybody in Alberta. Madam Premier, anything to say? Madam Premier, no? You had lots to say about this not so long ago. Madam Premier, hospital for sale, anything? Yeah, you had a whole show to talk about this. Certainly a little bit of a goofy protest there. We know that the NDP actually advertised the UCP's location of that event. So it's quite likely the protesters were able to learn of Premier Smith's location because of that tweet. I also asked Rachel Notley about that. She said, you know, the UCP tweeted out their location first, but the war room has told me that is in fact not the case. At that announcement, Danielle Smith took the opportunity to announce some cost-saving measures for seniors. She announced a 25% reduction in medical exam for licenses and camping fees. Interestingly, on Monday, Rachel Notley also took the opportunity to announce cost-saving measures for seniors, including investments in home care. Chris, we're seeing a lot of similarities in the campaign here, a lot of focuses on cost-saving measures, tax cuts, as well as public safety. We know both Danielle Smith and Rachel Notley have promised to increase officers on the streets to deal with the public safety crisis that we're seeing. Do you think that this is something that's resonating with voters or is it kind of maybe turning into a little bit of a boring campaign? We here at the Canadian Taxpayers Federation like boring campaigns because that usually means that they're not trotting out multi-billion dollar pie in the sky moonbeam ideas. And when they're actually focusing on things like reducing fees for seniors and cutting income taxes and making sure that we still don't have an Alberta fuel tax, we have the lowest fuel taxes in all of Canada here, and it's because we don't have a provincial fuel tax. Our folks, our supporters, want to see lower taxes, less waste, and accountable government. And if the parties are promising those things and it's making for more of a boring campaign, our folks are really happy with that. Evan, I'm going to go to you next. Are you surprised to see how much similarities there's been in the campaign so far? Uh, I'm not too surprised. The NDP's uh, goal this campaign is pretty simple. Uh, they're, they want to win Calgary and they're going to drift uh, closer to the center, center right. And they've been pretty uh, clear about making that appeal. Uh, they see they, they've been uh, mimicking and copycatting a lot of UCP policies from the budget. Uh, they've been trying to uh, shield message against claims that, that, uh, that they will raise taxes. And they say they won't. I remember last election and uh, before they became government in 2015, uh, when the carbon tax came after the election, despite having no mandate to do so. Nevertheless, I'm, I'm not surprised to see it. Um, you know, I, I think for uh, Danielle Smith and the UCP team to have a more boring day-to-day -day election process is to their advantage. And uh, if the NDP can't get extra steam, extra controversy, uh, whatever else, uh, they, they, quite frankly, in my view, have a bit of a ceiling on their vote count in Calgary right now. So they have to uh, scratch and claw for everything. For the UCP, their challenge over the next couple of weeks uh, needs to be 
while it's boring, they also have to figure out a way to get their voters excited to get out and vote at advanced polls on election day. So they, um, you know, it can go both ways when you're running a boring campaign process. But uh, yeah, they need to figure out a way to uh, remind their voters that a NDP term is something that they will not enjoy if uh, Rachel Notley is premier uh, on May 20th. Another big story that broke this week that I actually don't think got very much attention in the mainstream media whatsoever was the UCP released two letters they sent to Elections Alberta requesting investigations into NDP-affiliated unions. They are concerned that these unions are breaking elections law. Erica's here. You can break down the story for us. What exactly is going on here, and have you received a response from Elections Alberta yet? Yeah, so there there hasn't been a, a response that I'm aware of. I think we'll be very public uh, in confirming that an investigation, because we think it's quite severe, and, and quite needed during this election campaign is some of the major big uh, unions lot that uh, Rachel Notley, you know, directly reports to um, have been violating, not releasing their donor list. So there's no transparency. Uh, so we're calling on Elections Alberta to make sure that the voters are aware of exactly who's backing the NDP and, you know, that they're following the rules. Um, so, you know, it started um, AFL is a big one. Um, you know, the, the QP Alberta chapter, we've now seen in the second letter to your point was about the Alberta Teachers Association. So the ATA, um, these are people that, and our leader, Danielle Smith has talked about it a lot is they're on the provincial executive. So, you know, you say, well, the NDP always has unions uh, on their side. Well, this is actually like in their decision-making process as a party. Um, so it's, it's completely unfair that, uh, they're not being looked into. And so we've, that's the, exactly the, um, purpose of the letter is to ask, ask elections, Alberta to promptly look into this, uh, and properly investigate. We still have a couple minutes left here. So one last thing I wanted to ask you guys something about is something I'm hearing a lot about from voters right now is the amount of mudslinging going on in this campaign. To be specific, a lot of voters are finding that the Alberta NDP are throwing anything they can at Danielle Smith and hoping something will stick. We've all seen the videos. They are combing through all of the premier's old podcast appearances, trying to, you know, get her out of context, saying something a little bit weird, removing context of her discussions to make her look silly or weird, or to try and argue that she is going to say privatize healthcare or make you pay for your family doctor. I don't believe we've seen this really coming from the UCP towards the NDP. Certainly a lot of us in independent media have been pointing out some of these stories of the Alberta NDP and some of their candidates also having a bit of a questionable history, but we're not seeing that same level of mudslinging from the premier towards Rachel Notley. Erica, is this something that's intentional? Are you guys purposely focusing on positive campaigning? Yeah, I mean, call it boring, but this is about being government and about running the province and talking about things that matter to people, um, which is the economy, affordability, you know, creating opportunities for, you know, for for access to health care, as well as feeling safe. Um, those are the things that we're going to talk about as the United Conservative Party, about creating the best lives and livelihood environment that we can in our province. And if they want to get dirty because they don't have a plan, um, let them, right? I think that media has done a good job of exposing some of their their extreme views um, and we'll continue to take you know, the high road um, to show people that we are the best to manage the economy, create opportunity, and also just make sure our fiscal house is in order. Evan, you're our campaign expert. What do you think about this? Do you think it's a missed opportunity for the UCP to not throw back some of that questionable history that we're seeing in some of the Alberta candidates? Or do you think that this is the better route for them? 
Yeah, I think for the UCP, they're, they're, the, their job over the next two weeks, uh, again, I referenced it earlier, but I, I do think it, there is a, a requirement to remind their voters and folks who are on the fence either way that uh, the Alberta simply can't afford to go back to an NDP government. Uh, there's obviously lots of candidate stories that you can go back and forth with, but on those macro issues on economy and affordability, the NDP mandate uh, in 2015 to 2019 was not a good period for Alberta. We saw billions of lost economic investment, increased red tape. The healthcare system performed quite poorly. Um, Albertans give them a bit of an edge on the healthcare file, but quite frankly, the UCP term has been much stronger on healthcare. And so I, I think it's um, it's important for the UCP to remind people about that bad record. I wouldn't call that mudslinging. That's just basic political communication. So I think they have to really lean into that over the next couple of weeks. Um, there will be some shine. I, I don't think the premier has to weigh in. Uh, she is the leader and she uh, creating a, a, a nice sort of glow around her of, of not getting into the mud. Rachel Notley and the NDP have not hesitated to jump in the mud. And I think a lot of Albertans uh, recognize and see that. They haven't hesitated in spending a significant amount of uh, ad revenue or uh, ad spending uh, attacking UCP and that, uh, can be effective, but it also can leave a bit of a bad taste in voters' mouths. So that, that's, uh, that's what, what I'll be watching over the next couple of weeks. Okay, guys, that's all we have time for today. Thank you so much for joining the show today and we'll see you all next week. Okay, guys. And before I ended the show, I just wanted to take a minute to do my weekly comment roundup. I know we missed it last week, but I really enjoy doing this. You guys know that I read through all your comments underneath my show and I love to hear what you think about it. And since we're doing something new, I am especially curious to hear what the input is. So I'm going to do that right now. YouTube user Biddy Diddab said, great clarification from a couple of great guests. I can't imagine that a thinking population would ever consider Notley for premier any more than any Canadian would vote for Trudeau. Glad to know that you're enjoying the guests. User Robert Carlyle said, why are they not talking about the NDP taking free speech away from Albertans like Bill C-11? Robert, that's a really great question. And something that I also want to note to you guys is that I'm having a really hard time getting access to Alberta NDP events. They won't send their campaign events to True North. We have to get them from somebody else. And sometimes they don't even let me ask a question at the event. In fact, in that very first clip at the beginning of the show, if you're wondering why I'm yelling, it's because the NDP communication staffer would not hand me the mic to ask a question. After they got through all the legacy media journalists, they decided to turn to the phones and not take any more questions from the room. Even though it was just me and a Western Standard reporter left. Huh, very interesting. So anyways, I just decided to yell out my question. And luckily the NDP heard it and Rachel Notley actually answered it. At another campaign event later in the week, they did hand me the mic to ask a question. So hopefully moving forward, they'll have a bit of a better policy. But at that other second campaign event, they didn't allow Western Standard or Rebel News to ask their questions. So I'm not entirely sure what the policy is. And it does leave me concerned that what would happen under an Alberta NDP government would conservative media outlets and independent media outlets be able to get any questions in? It certainly doesn't seem that way. However, I think the reason the UCP aren't campaigning on this is because they're really looking to appeal to moderates within the Calgary and Edmonton area and some swing ridings there. 
And I don't know if the topic of free speech is something that really resonates with moderate voters. That's just my take. And finally, one last comment here. Canadian Starman said, Rachel Emanuel, you've got what it takes to be a great journalist. Keep up the good work. I genuinely appreciated this compliment so much. It was such a nice thing to say. I take a lot of heat online for being a conservative woman in politics. As I'm sure you guys can easily believe, people are very disgusting on the internet, especially when they're hidden behind an anonymous account. So I really appreciated this generous compliment. Thank you so much. Okay, guys, that's all I have time for today. Before I let you go, I just wanted to let you know that if you're interested in seeing more of my coverage of the Alberta election campaign, I would recommend that you follow me on Twitter. I am hot on the campaign trail right now, and I am posting so many videos and articles of what I am hearing and seeing. So you can head over to Emmanuel underscore Rach to find me and to see all my content. As well, if you're interested, you can also listen to The Daily Brief. That's True North morning podcast, of which I am currently the host, and we certainly spend a lot of time discussing the Alberta election campaign. As always, if you're able, please consider supporting my work. You can do that over at donate.tnc.news. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend, and God bless.